Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Good day and welcome to another episode of Take Another Look. I'm your host, Melanie Tadio Malo, joined with my fabulous co-host, Gerda Felix. And welcome. This is the podcast where we see you just as you are. We have conversations that are deep, probing, and inquiring because both of us are passionate, curious ladies that want to know more about each other and about you, about the world as a whole. Today, Gerda, I want to have a conversation. Um, I, I really want to find out about something. It's been on my mind this week. And Let's get started. How are you doing this weekend? How's the week been? It's been wonderful. It's been, it's been wonderful. It's been, I, I've had revelations, I can say. That's how I like to call them and about myself and, you know, what needs to be done in the future in terms of my personal growth. Yes. How has it been for you? You know, I'm so glad you said that. Similar. It's been a really amazing week a lot of self-reflection and I want to dive into this because I had to reflect on a path for Toastmasters. I know you've done that project before, mm-hmm. but it got me thinking about how I do self-reflection in my everyday life as a whole, in my relationships with people, with charity, with work, all these things. And I find it so beneficial. So what does self-reflection mean to you? To me, self-reflection is looking within myself in each experience, whatever that experience is. And so by doing so, I am able to see where in my life I need to give more love. What is it for you? Well, it's interesting because it takes different formats and different aspects. Can I explain? Sure. So at work, whenever I do a project, a program, I reflect on what worked well, what, what, what could have been better, but then I also reflect on how I presented myself in that situation, okay? But that's not so deep. That's just basics that I'm covering off to check, 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 or maybe I need to think about that. But when it comes to like self-development, like this path that I think, I, I took it apart piece by piece. And really thought, okay, what did I learn about this? What did I get out of this experience? What do I still have to learn? But then when you look at emotions or relationships, it's a completely different story. For me, it's, okay, does this bring me joy? Am I benefiting? Am I hurting someone or myself? All those emotions come into it. So it's like this whole roller coaster. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. Is there a certain way that somebody should reflect? And should people reflect on themselves, on the situations? What are are your thoughts? Hmm. Well, should people reflect? My answer would be yes. Can everybody do it? Probably no. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying this, it's because to self-reflect, you have to learn to look within yourself without any judgment. 
Because if you are judging yourself as you are reflecting, it can lead you to sadness. Well, even more than that, it can lead you to depression. Because if it leads you to sadness and you don't want to feel your sadness, then that can lead you to depression. So that's why I say, can, it, can everybody do it? Probably not. When I look within myself, I look with love, with acceptance. And a lot of times as I am self-reflecting, the one thing I, that I hear myself do is, hmm, because I have noticed something that I did not notice before. You know, it's interesting because I love that with love because it's true because we could sit here and go, I, I sucked at this, I did that, or why did I do that? <laughs> Those negative ways of looking at things. But just by observing ourselves and what's happened, and then if we want to go deeper, why it happened. <laughs> yeah. And what's the point of judging ourselves constantly? Yeah. Have we, have we learned something about judging ourselves apart from negating negating what we are feeling in the moment. And I know it's something that I discuss. This is something we discuss in sessions when I am with my clients. I hear, I should, I know I, I should have done this. I know I need to do that. And all this I know and I should and I, all of those things is really negating the present moment, mm -hmm. which is guilty of that. You're feeling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I say experience love as you are self-reflecting and make it like a meditation. Because, you know, when we are meditating, we are basically, what are we doing? We are observing. We are paying attention. We are noticing. That's what we do when we are meditating. How about making our own life a meditation? Yeah, wouldn't that be, be very peaceful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't get very much work done, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, oh, here is what I would say. We would get the work that truly needs to be done done. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's so true because we neglect, we neglect ourselves, that love and time. Isn't it true? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I know is that, you know, even my life, in my life, and that's one thing I also came to understand. I am busy. I'm busy, 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 busy. I'm always doing something. And even this morning, I was like, but why? <laughs> Why am I involved in so many different things? And the other question was, what am I running away from? So just those asking yourself those simple questions is a form of self-reflection. Well, yes, because for me, I would say that the questions I don't necessarily ask myself, they come to me. <laughs> they come to me as I am in the shower, as I, as I am, you know, sipping on my cup of coffee. Yes. I, they just come to me and suddenly I'm like, oh, I did not hear that before. I didn't even 
you know, that wasn't something I would have asked myself, but those questions, they come to me. I know for sure for myself, especially during the pandemic, I made myself be busy because I didn't know how to cope with all this extra time when you're stuck at home. I, I don't watch TV. I don't like, you know, just sit. I know that I don't like sitting being by myself because I do, because that's when I have that time to self-reflect, but I just, there was so much of it, right? So it's okay, join this meeting, do this, do that. And just all of a sudden my days are packed and there was no time to breathe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we talked a bit, you mentioned meditation. You talked about asking yourself or these questions coming to you just in everyday life. Are there other ways that people do self-reflection? For me, it's journaling or having conversations with a good confidant like yourself. Like we have hours and hours of conversation. Also, I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. But what else? What are some other ways that you've heard people do some self-reflection, or perhaps you do? Well, you know, one thing I, I would say is how about focusing on one thing with much energy, almost like you can lose yourself in it. And it could be in a moment. It could, it could be in even watching, watching your hand and move it and being in appreciation of what your fingers can do independently from one another and all of them being parts of the same hand. And you knowing that he didn't have nothing to do with creating that hand and sitting in appreciation (laughs) of the gifts that you have in being you. For me, I call this activating the extra in the ordinary. That's powerful. I find sometimes when we actually set time aside or we not, maybe not set time aside, but we make this more of an active practice and start to really understand the importance of reflecting on our like self-reflection because it helps us grow as individuals and understand why we are feeling or perhaps doing something over and over again in that stuck situation, that it can be very draining when we hmm. have these emotions that we're dealing with. How can yes. we address that? It, it can definitely be. When I was studying life, coach, life coaching, the whole year I was experiencing something that was, I was completely drained. And for me, what I I had learned to do is to observe. Because once I learned to observe, once I learned to feel, then I am able to make decision faster because there's nothing that is in the way. It is draining because perhaps it could be because before we get to acceptance, we have to go through resistance. Yes. So true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I'm giggling because, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And listen, I, I name myself the queen of resistance. <laughs> so, so I know when I, it's something new, when I, it's something that I know I have to do, I resist, I resist. And then until I accept. And, you know, it's like a battle between resistance and acceptance. Because once we accept, then we surrender. <laughs> There's no need for resistance anymore. You know, it's like when you know you have to meditate, if you know you have to meditate, you want to meditate, uh, when you first sit down, you're not completely at peace as soon as you say, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to start. <laughs> you're not right away feeling like you can go right away in. No, you have to let yourself prepare yourself take some deep breath why so that you can relax the body and the mind isn't that isn't that what happens yeah and that's exactly it because you know so like you know even when i sit down to jot down my thoughts i, I have to kind of take a minute and think back so you're preparing your mind and even as the words go on the page or on the screen or whatever or I talk to my recorder, whatever device I decide to use that day. I have to give myself time to breathe before because it's a journey. The mm -hmm. self-reflection is a journey because you're going to go through step-by-step step what happened. And then as you're going through it, something may pop up, like you said, why? Or what am I running from? Or what am I running away from? Or why am I afraid? All these questions pop up and then you kind of divert and you try to understand that. And you may not know the answers at that point, but you jot those down and come back to it. So this process of self-reflection is not like a short-term, like 10 minute project always. It could be a starting point, but good self-reflection. How often should we be doing it, Gerda? I don't know if there is a should. <laughs> what I can, I, I don't know if there is a should. What I can say is that it is important whenever you feel that you have you are no longer the same person you used to be. Whenever you feel that there is something that is not as you would want it. Whenever you've gone through some separation some letting go of some you know departing from whatever that is you know it could be from a work from your relationship from whatever then you need to you know give yourself love and take time to understand because you have left there are some parts of you that you have left wherever you were and that you need to feel because those parts you gave away, you need to feel. So self-reflection, as much as you need to. I think for me, it, it has become a part of my life mm -hmm. that I don't even, I don't think I even sit down to do. Right. I think it, it simply happens. Because it's like, I don't ask myself the question, the questions come to me. And then I go, hmm. And then, I, I, then the answer will also come to me. So I don't know, how does that work for you? How do you? Well, I, doesn't, I, I will say perhaps not as easily as you because you seem to, it's just part of who you are now. For me, when I find there's something that's happened that I 
perhaps, you know, we'll reflect on what went really well or what may have not gone so well. I know there's an underlying reason. What is that? That's when I really start to dig because, you know, it could be something that's keeping me stuck mm-hmm. or that I keep repeating the same mistake over and over again. And I'm not getting any further ahead or why do I continuously fight with this topic in my mind? And it's not out of a negative thing. It's about just curiosity. Like, okay, there's going to be something else happening. <laughs> and so I'll just start to sit down. Not that I'm like scheduling time in. I'll just sit there and go, okay, I just really want to pay attention to where my head is mm-hmm. at that moment. Yes. Um, because otherwise I find I don't move forward. I really do stay stuck. Yes. Stuck is the word. Mm. Like and the- stuck like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuck like you know, you want to move, but you can't. You can't. Exactly. You're stuck in the cement, and it's just oh, wow, gosh, yes, it's just not moving. And you know, it's not a terrible thing. Okay, let's just make sure everybody understands that because part of being stuck is where we learn. This is where we do that self-reflection, and we go, hmm, why? And ask those questions of curiosity, and really start to look deep because once we understand what's going on behind the scenes, whether that's from our belief system, something that's happened to us in the past or something that has triggered us, emotions that we haven't dealt with, something is there. And until it's completely resolved or at least addressed, it'll still come back to it, even if you pass that one point and then something else will come back and it'll still be there. (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree. You know, there is a saying, I think it's a saying that says, uh, you know, bad things come in three. Yes. And so, <laughs> so here is a part of, you know, it's not even self-reflection, but one day as I was thinking about this, this is what came to me. Is it that they really come in three or is it that we did not listen to the first two times that's true very good point yes and I, you know what it's, it's i think too when we have something bad happen we're in that mindset for mm-hmm. negativity or dealing with that and then instead of addressing it you're right then it perhaps this other two seem to come <sighs> yeah because what what else do we do we point the fingers Yes, it's easier. You know, <laughs> I've done this because he or she did that. Yeah. It's her fault, it's yeah. his fault. And we don't look within ourselves. So what are some benefits of being able to self-reflect? The benefit, the benefits are you move faster quickly. <laughs> That's a benefit. The benefit is you would have become well, you would have responded with your own abilities we've bec- you've become responsible because you know you are you have a part in it the benefit is to see things things as they are not as i would want them to be that's a benefit so there's no blame there's no shame there's no you know there's no judgment kind of game there's, we don't do that because you are taking the time to self-reflect. You know, you had asked me before, when do we do that? For example, as Toastmasters, you do that every after every project, mm-hmm. after every meeting, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right? After every training, 
Because in the training, in the meeting, in everything that has happened, there's something that happened within you. Mm. I was in a, I think it was a training and we had a presentation of, I think it was the project about how do you, you know, when you have five different disruptors. Oh yes, how do you, how do you interact with the disruptive audience? Yes. My Lord, <laughs> project. <laughs> That's and tough. I was in the, and I've, I've seen many of those projects. And every time I find myself being affected. Mm. What do you think that is? <laughs> well, I am affected because I'm thinking, okay, well, the person in charge of the project, whoever he or she, or the one that I have seen anyway, whoever he or she is, they are so focused on being nice <laughs> instead of being focused of, on protecting their audience. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, there's so much noise happening that I feel all over my body. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Yes, absolutely. I've even seen in that project, somebody step forward and kind of take over don't be so rude to them and you know not realizing it was the project itself because the person wasn't taking care of their audience somebody else felt like they needed to yes and and melanie i've I've seen well one time i've seen this project because i we were meeting face to face at the time and there's someone who walked in as this person was starting with their project with her project and the person because the person suffers from anxiety she had an anxiety attack for like a good 20 minutes in the bathroom after and that's when i realized how it is important as a speaker to protect your audience yes so when i am online i am on zoom and i have all those noise coming at me and i'm feeling it in my body of course nobody would know because i wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. uh, the only thing I'm thinking, well, the person who's doing the project is the only thing they care about is they want to look nice. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of teaching on Zoom. <laughs> I'll be honest. We, we always have uh, interactive classes, of course, and I'll ask for people's input. But of course, we, we try to manage it as best that we can. But of course, working with individuals with disabilities, you know, sometimes it can take on its own shape. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they have their own thoughts and perhaps not necessarily thinking as sensitively in some cases and Mm -hmm. things get said and you try to pull back. But once it's out there, it's out there. (laughs) Exactly. You you know, you want to protect the audience or this class or whatever. But at the same time, as individuals, if you think about this. That's why it's so important to do this self-reflection, not only to protect our audience, but to protect ourselves from what we're dealing with internally. Because if you don't take time for that debrief almost, Mm -hmm. it sits and it sits and it sits. And one thing, if you don't do any self-reflection, then you are not aware of who you are. Mm -hmm. For example, if I don't do self-reflection, I don't know that when I am hungry, (laughs) I can become 
hangry. <laughs> if I'm not eating, I haven't eaten. I can become so many different things. But if I don't self-reflect, I don't know that about myself. I just think that this is the other person driving me nuts. When in fact, like it's me who has to take care of myself so that I don't, you know, those experiences will not have as much effect as they do because I haven't taken care, taken good care of myself. So true. And again, we always leave ourselves to last. We always take care of everybody else around us. And then we leave us for last. And this is why you find a lot of people suffer burnout, not just from physical work or mental work or emotional things, but by not taking time to take care of themselves, that self-care piece is so important. Yes. And how do you do that? especially within this pandemic. You know, I've had to actually schedule it in my phone. Isn't that sad? But that's no, it's good. That's like every night I know that we're going to meditate 930 or I allow myself an X amount of time, half an hour, 45 minutes every day to listen to my audiobook, just because I need to go where there's no computer, there's no um, emails or notifications from WhatsApp or social media and I need to just disconnect. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own thing. Some people work out. Some people talk on the phone. They do whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's what it's for me. How about you? This is still a practice for me. And I think this is a practice. It could be also because, you know, as you know, questions just come to my mind <laughs> without me having to do anything with it. So because of that, it is a practice for me to sit and do nothing. And it is a when I say it is a practice, it is some something that is ongoing that I need to continue doing in my life. Because if not, I can tell you, I can schedule something at every moment of the day. Yeah, bear with me. I, I don't know. I, I want you to teach me how to sit and do nothing because I, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> the fun part (laughs) and this is something I really want to strive and you know you know how hard it was for me to even start meditating because I was like my mind is focusing (laughs) but I'm doing it and it's amazing and that's what the revolution revelations that have come to me are powerful yes and you know mine come a lot in the morning I feel like that's why I don't like to get up you know most people when they hear their alarm they just get up and go and me I don't like to do that so I usually give myself a a 15 minutes 15 minutes in the morning and that's when I say thank you you know thank you God for allowing me this beautiful day and and when I say that after I finish saying that I get a many times I get a lot of revelation I get ideas, you know, you talk about creativity. I get, you know, I get different things that simply come to me. I love to be in those moments because I feel for me, those are moments of creativity, revelations. They are, hmm, they are rich, rich moments. I love it. So that's why I never get up and go. (laughs) That's, mm -mm, that does not work for me. Gerda, I have so much to learn from you because that's a beautiful practice. 
you believe the time is coming to an end already, Gerda? Again, my goodness, we need to extend these podcasts longer. I decided. <laughs> I encourage our audience to take another look at self-reflection. How does it fit into your life? Is it something you practice already? Or is it something you perhaps could try out? We just had a conversation about what we do, but maybe it looks different for you. But whatever it is, try it out. See what comes to mind. The power, the thoughts and the realizations that may come to fruition. Until next time, I'm your host, Melanie Titus Malo and Yada Felix. Bye-bye. Bye.